This is episode 18 of the Star Road Podcast. Tyler, how the hell are you doing today? Sterling, I couldn't be happier to be here with you today. As I gotta usual, be completely bro. honest with you. As usual, yeah. this is what it's all about, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, today uh, we have a lot more news than we usually do. It's true. I. It's weird. I, I, I like that it kind of goes in cycles where sometimes we have a meteor news segment and sometimes we just have like a little update or even like a personal update yeah yeah sometimes we have more so sometimes we have room to talk about you know uh shit that's a little more free form but this time we got a pretty like pretty specific list of some news items that uh some of which we've talked about possibly happening before yeah that's pretty exciting to uh get the payoff for some of these things yep uh, we got a couple of big topics uh, to to close it out with, too. We do, man. And uh, the discussion was provided by you. It was, yeah. Modern We're Pokemon. We're talking about modern Pokemon games, 3DS and newer. It is so much pretty, to talk about. I know. Throughout the whole I think timeline. We didn't actually discuss this before, but I think we're going to talk about main series and some side games, too, right? Absolutely. If I mean, where the, applicable. Of course, the the main focus is the main games, but we've had a lot of great games come out alongside Pokemon our whole lives, mm. you know. Yep. So yeah, I mean, yep. we can get into those too. Cool, man. Sounds good. Uh, and then our top five, you actually delivered from a, a previous brainstorming session. Yep, and it's top five most memorable supporting characters in games. A lot of a lot to say in the title, but I mean the title says it all. No question, bro. Uh, I'm dying to see where you went with this one. I am too. I am too. I've, it's going to be really exciting. I love that overlap. we don't actually. I love that we don't really share our lists with each other too much beforehand. It makes it or like we usually don't, unless there's some reason why we have to. I feel like at first we were a lot more like loose and open with letting a couple of them slide. But as of recent, you know, I, I can definitely see both of us holding back on letting any of them slip, really. Sometimes you have to, though, for one reason or another. There's been times where we had to share lists once or twice, I feel like. Yeah, because because the overlap sometimes is expected to be... Too much. Too much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, man, let's hop into the news. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing that's proper to get into, man, is uh, new Pokemon Snap. I mean... It came out six days after the last recording. Yep. And it's nothing short of mind-blowing is the way I would introduce it. Yeah. How far have you actually played into it? Luckily, uh, I've gotten a lot of hands-on with it, but the way I play it, I've really been doing the first expedition over and over. And I didn't put (laughs) too, too much time in it yet. I've been a little busy. Yeah. But... Uh, I have some time this weekend, and then I'm really going to run through some story content. But basically, I've played the first expedition, and the you know over and over, and then a little chunk afterwards. Okay, have you gotten to the first Illumina Pokemon yet? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, I won't get into that. So, but you're uh, it, it comes pretty early on, so you're really close to it already. Yeah. Um, um, 
It's really, really cool, though, man. Uh, once once you get to that, so you're pretty much right at the beginning. Like, pretty much. I'm not far past that either, but it's mind-blowing. Like, it's a mind-blowing game. It really, I, truly I, is. I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's so specific to us that I could see like the average person not really caring about it if that makes sense because they don't they didn't play the one when they were younger or i feel like you kind of have to be like a certain amount of into pokemon to enjoy the game right like you couldn't give someone who didn't give a shit about pokemon that game they wouldn't know what to do with yeah, it but it's so funny you say that because i was talking to my girl about that about how if you were to tell somebody it's like yeah the point of the game like the main mechanic is taking pictures of pokemon they might think that sounds so basic, but yeah, or like boring. But like I told her, like you really have to experience it to know, though. Like saying that's what it is doesn't do it justice. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. But yeah, man, it, it, Snap came out at, at a strange time where I'm busy, busy, busy. So I didn't get to get the hands on with it that I've really wanted to to this point. Yeah, but absolutely, same here. I, just with the amount I've played, I can tell you, it's unbelievable. Uh, the detail that went into it like i said the for one of the first things i brought up to you voice acted cutscenes. that's that's a pretty interesting pokemon include yeah the graphics are really 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 nice too and the graphics are the big hard hitter uh, it's probably the best we've seen from a pokemon game it, thus far no question it is the most visually striking pokemon experience there's been but I, at least from a graphical impressiveness standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I'm looking forward to get more into it, dude. This weekend is definitely the time. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I, I said this to you off the podcast uh, right after the game came out. I feel like not rushed to play it because I already know the game is timeless. Absolutely. Like, dude. And that was such a great way to put it because, <laughs> it, you know, it is a $60 no-brainer to me. Like I said, people argue about the prices on certain releases. Uh, I'm never going to argue with 60 for a new Pokemon Snap game. No. I just can't. No, definitely not. And like you said, we already know that we're getting quality before we even pop it in. Yeah, absolutely. And this game did not disappoint me. I, I, I'm very happy with not it. Not at all. I think it's everything that a Snap boy would want. I like it, too, because the sessions are short, right? So if you really don't have much time, you can go on and play one expedition in five, ten minutes. Exactly. You know? yeah, and that's, and, and and that's kind of how I've played it to this point, is quick yeah. spurts. And you really don't have to dedicate a lot of time to it. But there, at the end of the day, though, it seems like there's going to be quite a bit of content in the game. Yeah, I really like that aspect, though, because... I'm trying to multitask pretty much like all the time. Absolutely. So it's nice to be able to just like not have to commit to an hour plus of anything getting into it. You know, I feel like spurts with games as opposed to big time binging could probably mm-hmm. help culti- cultivate good feelings about a game. Yeah, definitely. Easily, you know, Animal Crossing is a is a great example. You get on there, you play for an hour or two and you feel great. Absolutely. You, know? you don't have to play for longer than that. Yep. But uh, but anyway, man, yeah, man the, we we, snap, we we'll uh, talk a little bit more probably about Snap uh, during our Pokemon topic. But uh, I, I think for sure, <laughs> yeah, I really really like it though. Absolutely, dude, it, it it's very impressive, and it's everything we wanted it to be. No question. <clears throat> but uh, we got an update kind of out of nowhere for Super Mario Party. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't even know that. I've never tried. I own Super Mario Party. I've never tried to play it online at all. I was surprised that these features weren't already in the game. To be honest with yeah, you, that adds to the interesting nature of this coming out now. Because the game's had some time to be out, you know. Yeah. So what exactly was in the update? Well, now you can play um, seventy of the eighty mini games online, fully online. Mm-hmm. And the, the the actual board game like main play mode is now playable online when it wasn't before. Yes, board game mode is now playable. Yeah. So that's like I if I had tried to go online with it and not been able to do that, I would have been like, what's the point? Like <laughs> I, I hate to be like that, but just playing mini games back to back is not what Mario Party is about. Yeah, totally. Um, do you own this game? I don't. Oh, it goes on sale occasionally for like 20 bucks, I feel. Yeah, but it, 20, it goes on sale alongside some some other hard hitters whenever they do the first yeah. party sales. But uh, it, I haven't I haven't gotten tempted to actually make a grab at it. This is one I actually do own on on physical. Yeah. Yeah. You told me that and you've recommended the game to me and um, other friends of mine have recommended the game to me. It's just a good... I mean, if you've played Mario Party, you've played it. You know what I Absolutely. mean? The minigames are great, but it's a. Cl- it, it's no longer... I love that they went away from the everybody-in-one-car mechanic. I th- I'm sure I've mentioned that on the podcast before, Definitely. that that mechanic is terrible. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's right back to what you know and expect from Mario Party, and that's, that's all you really need. Yeah, man. But uh, to be able to play that online now makes me makes me want you to have the game. And that I think that was the point. I th- I really do yeah. think that was the point. Like I think something like this could potentially boost sales on the game or get a little bit of a resurgence in selling. I know. You know. Imagine all four of us playing online. Yeah, that would be incredible, bro. And that's the thing about it. I feel like I I never was super tempted to get it just because I wasn't sure I'd be playing it with anyone really. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure me and my girl would definitely play it. But um, but there's a lot of two-player experiences, dude, to to pick from, and it's just I not know. where it lands. Uh, the last time I played a Mario Party game was the one on GameCube. What was it? Seven that came with Four. the microphone. Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. The one on GameCube is the last one I played, and, and also I played the um, the Top 100, the 3DS one they came out was really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, cool to see an update for that. I think the timing is very interesting. It just seems very out of nowhere, but I think it's cool the feature's been added. Yeah. It's weird that they didn't talk about it at all leading up that I know of. No, I never heard. You know, a lot of things that Nintendo comes out with, there wasn't a lot of speculation on. They, they, they're they good at dropping things out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, but definitely. Another thing we got out of nowhere, and it's funny because we actually just missed this on the last podcast. We really this did. This happened like as we recorded the podcast almost. Uh, we got an announcement of the great Ace Attorney Chronicles coming to Switch, PS4, uh, and Steam. Yeah, Steam. That, that's what impressed me. We've talked about our love for Phoenix Wright on the podcast a, a, a decent amount at this point. Yes, we have, dude. Uh, and we talked about the 
the considerably credible Capcom leak before, and mm-hmm. this was one of the items on the ticket. And if I remember correctly, right, like, I think I remember May was when it was supposed to happen or June, like, they got the timing dead on in the leak. That's interesting. You know, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I didn't either until right now, but yeah. Yeah, uh, man, but we wanted this and this is happening. Uh, So it's going to have Great Ace Attorney adventures and great ace attorney to resolve both on there yeah those were originally 3ds games right yeah yeah i think so and um basically it takes place like a century before ace attorney oh i didn't know that yeah so that's like the that's the really interesting thing to me dude hmm interesting yeah um well, now I'm really interested in playing them. Definitely. Dude, <laughs> July 27th, that'll be dropping, and the Switch nice. is included. Uh, interesting. And I just thought it was interesting. Do we know the price point on it yet or no? What's that? Do we know the price point on it yet or no? I don't know if they made a page yet for it on the eShop. If they did, I didn't mm. see it. Oh, okay. That's fine. <clears throat> but, um, hey, man. Probably like 40, Probably 50. 40, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think 40 is what they're going to go for. It might, they might shock us and do it for 30. Who knows? Yeah, that I might wait on that one to go on sale. I, I see that happening before too long. If it isn't if it isn't too too high end, I could see myself dropping it quickly on it. Yeah, but I, we'll I do need to finish all the content on the Ace Attorney same. collection we have though. That's why I am <clears throat> kind of thinking that way. Yep, same. Uh, so yeah, dude, July twenty seventh. I'm looking forward to that big time. Maybe we'll have a little phoenix right bender right before it comes out yeah 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 that, that's making me want to play them uh that, that'll be behind the list of new pokemon snap and pc games that i've been playing and everything else in yes. the world that's still out yes <laughs> uh but something that just dropped and we were talking about a little bit uh pretty eye-catching for both of us man game builder garage yeah, absolutely. An from I feel Nintendo. like that's like a headline thing because it, it got a lot of attention from people. Yeah, and, and once again, it's a little out of nowhere trailer video. Um, mm-hmm. This time from Nintendo. And I'm always interested, uh, no matter what the concept is, in any software that Nintendo, first party Nintendo software they put out. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and that's what, because it's funny to think if it was just Game Builder Garage and it didn't really, they didn't specify who made it, you might not be as drawn to it. But then when you see that it's f- produced by Nintendo, it's Nintendo's, you know, product. First party, yeah. That makes you interested because, like you said earlier, the first thing that comes up in your mind is Super Mario Maker. Mm hmm. Absolutely. That adds big appeal to something like a game creator you know software from nintendo yeah that's a good point uh i saw the price point on that is 29.99 i actually checked out the the eShop page uh is there anything more on there that's of interest uh i mean they show the basic functions of the game mm. uh you know it, it's a lot like super mario maker in that the assets are placed yeah. on a grid you know but, but i'm interested in seeing uh further announcement on this because 
it seems like uh, there's a big variety in look and style of the games they showcased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 interests me. It makes you wonder what kind of customization they have for the graphical side of it and how streamlined it is. I wonder how if it could be basic. Yeah. I'm interested too. Like they kind of marketed it as being sort of family friendly. So I'm hoping that there's like, it's kind of like easy to learn, but there's a lot of depth to it for more advanced, you know, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Definitely, man. Uh, so that was cool to see. Uh, it's cool to see yeah. uh, first party Nintendo software from a different realm, you know, game creation mm-hmm. being something they've only dabbled in with things like Super Mario Maker, you know. Yeah, I've always wanted to get more into like RPG Maker. I, I have, I have a version of it on Steam that I got on sale at one point, and I just have never took the time to go into it. But I have played a few RPG Maker games, so I'm I'm interested to see what they can do. And if we, I'm sure we'll get like a a universe thing where we can play custom levels and stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to to play other people's like crazy stuff they come up with. Definitely, and and that, that's always something I see happening today. You know with uh games like that just mm-hmm. you know sharing yeah absolutely i've been going through little big planet 3 uh with my fiance sort of very gradually whenever we get some time we'll play an hour or two through the story but um i'm really excited to actually beat the story with her and then go into some custom levels and just see like the crazy stuff that people do with that engine uh i played some custom stuff on the first little big planet but I kind of want to see what's out there, you know. Yeah, man. I was actually thinking about how y'all play uh, Little Big Planet, bleh, Little Big Planet Three the other day when I was playing Little mm-hmm. Nightmares through again. Yep. Because yep. uh, the engine is very similar. Yeah. Every time, every time I bring up Little Nightmares, I think you subconsciously think of Little Big Planet and you bring that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because I've played it quite a bit, I played the first one quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, you know, I just went on a bender and uh, destroyed Little Nightmares in the DLC again. Yeah, that's a good segue for our uh, what have we been playing lately, unless there's any other news. No, nah, man. The, uh, okay, the sweet. news was pretty wholesome today. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, but, man, we, we've been playing some Unreal a little bit since the last podcast. Yeah, again. bro, yeah. That, that definitely has not fizzled out. <laughs> It's so funny, like, 2021, but we're still playing a game from 2004, like, and, like, talking about it and getting into it. Matter of fact, we need to play some this weekend, bro. I got a big chunk of time tomorrow available. Yeah, that sounds good. Man. I would love to. Yeah. uh, And and Unreal 2004 is a very good time, man. Yeah. We'll have to get into some more of the custom stuff now that you kind of know the... The mechanics and everything there's there's still like custom servers with custom weapons and enemies and yeah, like you, you gotta show me maps. the light bro you gotta show me the light yeah yeah we'll get into it for sure uh, but dude you know we're talking about like recent gaming and i wanted to bring up a game that i got uh i purchased early access on mm-hmm. called hrot h-r-o-t on steam yeah also known as hrot also known as H-Rot. I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. That's the first... When I first read the name of the game, that's how I read it. And I was like, mm-hmm. that sounds awesome either way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a really good game. I've been enjoying it a lot. Uh, I was I was running through it. And uh, I'm on like the fourth 
the fourth part of the episode that's out for the early access. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a Quake style shooter. It reminds you of like Dusk, um, yeah, which which I that mentioned before. And uh, but it's got a, it's got a very like you know morbid little Quake vibe to it. And I dig that. Yeah, uh, that's cool. But yeah, I was playing that and it, and it got interrupted, man. I, I had a little bit of a itch to play Little Nightmares, and uh, <laughs> and had to be done in a, a full, big, hefty sit down and a little tiny sit down. I wound up getting <laughs> twenty one of the twenty two Steam achievements. I told you I I might attempt to get that hard to the core. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, man. I got to be honest. I'm impressed with myself, man. It was a very short window of time. And mm-hmm. I'm such a completionist with that game. I feel like if I ever fire up a, you know, and you're like that with some shit, I'm sure. Like if you fire up a new save on a new platform, you kind of want to max that out just because it's a reason to. All any main series Mario game, that's always my yeah. my mentality. The, no question. If you got the clean slate, you want to fill it, you know. Yep, absolutely. Few few other games like that. Yeah. GTA San Andreas. I mean, anything that I am like so familiar with, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. That, that's that's where my mind always goes. Man, and uh it didn't make three shot, but I'll tell you what, man, I caught a crazy sale on uh Duke Nukem three D. Mm-hmm. The 20th anniversary world tour. Three ninety nine, man. And I'll actually I actually had the points to cover it. That's all you love that. You that's love that's it. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I picked that up and I, I kinda had a newfound love for the older Duke Nukem content, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh not recent, that's for sure. Uh, it it didn't go on to do anything great, but I think when it Unfortunately. was when it was current, it was it was a great shooter. Absolutely. But yeah, what have you been playing, man? Any pickups of note or any big <sighs> not really man it's been a busy couple weeks for me other than snap um and gaming with you occasionally and and getting an old school where i can like oh we got that's been pretty much it like we gotta mention that the hype uh <laughs> the viewing sessions bro and you play an old school yeah i've been streaming a little bit of old school runescape for you and you've been you've been getting into it yeah man it's uh as someone who only played the original game and hasn't played recently like too much since old school like you know yeah but it's, for the it most still part, feels right? like you're home though i think that's a big thing absolutely uh, so yeah that's been fun too yeah man like I i'm said, always happy to i'm always happy to to show you what's going on on there yeah man uh tomorrow for sure man we got to get into something that my mind keeps going back to the terraria bro I know we got to get into that for we sure. That might have to happen tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm totally down, bro. Yeah, because we mentioned it before, and uh, it's just you really want to have some time when you're going to sit down with that game. Yeah, that's been the biggest issue. It's funny because I actually uh, was playing Stardew for the first time in a while uh, on PC yesterday, and nice, I feel dude. like they go hand in hand, man. If I play Stardew, something in my brain makes me want to play Terraria, and vice versa. Yeah, I completely understand that. Uh, I think that. it's the visual style, but it's, it's, it's something about them go hand in hand. So I actually got that Terraria itch going on. <laughs> but We'll make it happen, dude. Yeah, bro. But uh, we got a discussion to get into today that's pretty catered to everything we always talk about. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, but just a little bit more specific, of course. 
Yeah, no question. Uh, we're talking about modern Pokemon games. We didn't really talk about anything like what we're planning to do with this discussion ahead of time, but I feel like we're just going to talk about like just hit the highlights of like what we like, dislike about each game and like generation to generation and then sort of just anything else that comes along the way. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Um it, this was an interesting time for Pokemon because I think, uh, you know, it was finally getting into that full modern 3D realm. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. That was the movement, you know, like when X and Y came out into Pokemon games not looking quite like we were used to them looking. Yeah. Yeah, even, I mean, even Gen 4 like and Gen 5 still had the same sort of grid pattern movement and like the 3ds was when we start started to see that sort of change yeah 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 and um and you know i'm actually a really big fan while you're on that one uh of what started with diamond and pearl just the kind of 3d buildings mm-hmm. yeah but definitely everything else is sprite uh i'm really a big fan of that man I, I like that a lot too in Gen 4 and 5, like where you can kind of walk behind the buildings, but they're still like a static object. Yeah, it, on, it, like, just static that look. It, it's such a. Yeah. It, it really speaks to the DS era, but I feel like that little touch, like not bringing it into full 3D and looking like Shining, you know, uh, Shining Pearl, Brilliant Diamond. Uh, that was kind of like the first. The buildings were like ahead of their time for what it was going to look like you know in the next gen no question dude (laughs) it's a big jump from ruby and sapphire to diamond and pearl you can definitely see that yeah absolutely and then it it feels like another huge jump from black and white era to x and y yeah oh man i mean i would say even a bigger one yeah i think so because up until up until that point they were just kind of improving on what was the baseline formula and then with x and y they just blew it away and sort of like redid it entirely graphically yeah and and we're talking about each one and uh i know your opinion is the same as mine on x and y i think they're fantastic x and y is my favorite of all the non-retro pokemon generations not is it not including remakes? Um, I guess I will say Gen Six is my favorite Gen. That's not one, two, or three. We'll put it that way. Oh, okay. So you really are partial. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. I really, I really like them a lot. Yeah, uh, X and Y is absolutely fantastic. I think, uh, you know, the next one we would get onto, uh, you know. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I feel like that was a like a polish up on X and Y. Yeah, it's all it's all in Gen Six, so I feel like it's definitely the same engine and the similar graphics and everything. But Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had my favorite feature, and we've talked about this before. I already know what you're gonna say, man. <laughs> my favorite feature of any Pokemon game yet, which was just riding around the entire freaking map region on uh, on Latios and Latias. Like we're talking World of Warcraft flying mount. 
on Latios, on Latias, an overworld map. Like, dude, we're so used to hitting fly, select. Yep. Yep. Guess what? Yep. You're actually flying there, and you can look down and see where you're going. Absolutely. You can recognize the landscape, dude. They could have just left it at that, and it would have been amazing. But they also added hidden like islands that would come up and like these other like encounters yeah. that would lead to legendaries the that were in the main on, like, game. the outskirts of the map yep yep you could fight so many legendaries just using this feature yep and i thought that was like insane because i didn't really look into any of the post-game content until after i beat the game obviously so i didn't really know what to expect and then just to see oh you want to catch ho-oh and lugia oh you want to go catch mewtwo you want to go catch like all the freaking like tornadoes and stuff like just go do it all they're all in this game in this post-game content it's so cool and, and you know i haven't brought this up maybe even to you like specifically but Everything you're talking about makes you think about why I didn't play X and Y as much, even after I first got it. <laughs> because my girl got me my 3DS, uh, my birthday 2016. So, like I said, I was a little late to the 3DS party. Same, yeah. So I was I, I was around that same time getting mine as well. Yeah. So, and we were very close to the Sun and Moon release, which yep. when we get to that, we'll get we'll get to that. But I think that may have been why I actually went ahead and got my 3ds was because i knew sun and moon were coming out no shit possibly so, so possibly the timing could be very close on ours yeah oh i know it is i i think we've we've timed it out before we yeah. got we, we got our 3ds's around the same time and we got our switches around the same time which is crazy which is pretty yeah, hilarious yeah yeah and it was always a little bit after the fact yep. uh but i feel like the fact that i got that and then of course immediately i pick up uh, Pokemon X and where did I get Y? I can't. I, I think I got Y actually, and Omega Ruby. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm playing both of them. But what do you think my heart's gravitating to first? The the Ruby remake. Yeah, and absolutely. I think it wound up being so mind blowing that it kind of kept me on it until Sun and Moon came out. Yeah. So I wound up dabbling in X and Y, but then your later scolding <laughs> brought me back to I would just say my enthusiasm for the game yeah I'm being a little over the top but uh <laughs> yeah yeah you really thought that that was something I shouldn't go without experiencing sooner than later just the elite for itself man one of the most beautiful things in any Pokemon game is just the entire start to finish of of the elite four in that game it's probably a big reason why uh you hold it so dearly, huh? Absolutely. When I think about that game, that's the first thing I think about. And then just the post-game battle at the end. Like, it's just so moving to me. Like, I, I don't As know. As a Pokemon boy. Yeah, absolutely. That and it was a big it was a big thing for me because I had when I played X, I hadn't played a Pokemon game since Diamond when I got my whole save file and life ruined and everything. The reckoning. I don't like talking yes. about it. So that happened. And then it was probably eight years later that I picked up X and played it just straight through. And 
that was really what cemented me like, okay, I'm back on the Pokemon situation. I went ahead and picked up like Omega Ruby as well and just, you know, went straight back into it from there. You know, uh, you're sitting here talking about this and it really makes me think, bro. It, It really speaks to the Pokemon fandom that's present here. When we have a Steam library we've accumulated, we've got current consoles sitting around, even now and at the time, you know. And Absolutely. You know what you're doing, bro? You're laid out playing Pokemon X. Yeah, I had to. I mean, I mean it's just and like, that was that was what started me back on the Nintendo train in general. Like, I don't know. I was mostly playing like Call of Duty and stuff like that at that time. You know. Yeah. That was yeah. when I had a PS3, and that was where my mind was. Yeah, but. I was doing a lot of PC gaming and a lot of retro gaming. That's the thing. I I, I was I always maintained playing retro Nintendo shit, yeah. even if I didn't have the current console. Because you know, I, I missed the yeah. Wii and the Wii U phase, but I was always playing retro from some area Nintendo related. At yeah, all I've times. always had. I've always had my GameCube hooked up and playable. At all points yeah, since I've man. had like, it. I've frequently so. played my 64, frequently played my Super Nintendo, like, uh, you know, a lot of NES game shit. And, uh, Pokemon, <sighs> though, man, something about it. Something keeps about bringing it. Us yeah, back. Yeah. It, it. I just think it's interesting to this, to this day, it, with handhelds, it takes us away from our normal setups mm-hmm. because we yep. want to go there. Absolutely. We want to go outside the box and, and go chill with our handheld, bro, and play Pokemon. Yep. And I love it. Yep. But it's it's so funny that the Latios Latios thing really says it all, but then there's so much more to say. Like, it's just the fact that they put so much love and care into it. I think that, that Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is the hardest they've gone on a remake like the most work and effort they've put into any yeah i agree i mean it like i said it they they cleaned up the x and y look yep. it's just a crisper it, it's such a beautiful game it's a it's just some fine tuning absolutely on that game yep. but then you've you're in hoen like it's just fantastic dude yeah um, but I don't know if you have as much to say about sun and moon as I do, but I have a lot to say about sun and moon. So I got sun when it came out, I played through the whole game immediately and I played a little bit of the post game and then I pretty much put it down. That was, I played through it one full time plus a little bit of post game and that was, that was it for me. I never completed the decks or did anything. I kind of just got my team like A1 and wrecked the game, and then I was pretty much done with it. Unfortunately, I do want to go back and play it. My my uh, my I had, had expressed this, and my fiance actually got me Ultra Sun for Christmas. So that's going to be a perfect thing to do to sort of return back to that because I, I i really want to get into it i never played any of the ultra games yeah i think it's worth um we could talk about the ultra games along with sun and moon yeah i think so um but just to put it into quick perspective uh last time when i checked my you know how to train it logs your trainer time on your card mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've put 300 hours into that game into moon 
Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. Which is almost where I'm at with, with Shield, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just that just gauges. I played that game a lot, dude. Um, yeah. I wound up gifting my girl a 3DS very shortly after because the um the black friday black and white mario ones came out mm. and i got her the white one and um so obviously man like sun and moon was just about to happen so i i pre-ordered it and got moon for me sun for her mm-hmm. and yeah that's awesome i almost that was really her resurgence back into gaming on the regular because she got really yeah. into sun i was really in the moon it was really a great time, and I feel like uh, I probably would have gone back and played Y immediately after um, Omega Ruby if the timing on that release wasn't so close to me getting a 3DS. Yeah. It was like the same time window as when like I got a Switch and then Smash was just about to come out. Yeah, same here. I, that was, again, that was the reason I decided to get a Switch was because of Smash. Yep. I think that Mario Odyssey, obviously, and like Breath of the Wild and Smash, those were like the like Mar- Odyssey and Breath of the Wild had this itching to get a Switch, but then Ultimate made it a bloodlust to get yeah, a Switch. It was I I always said like that was what I was when the Switch came out. I was like I'll get the Switch when a Smash or a Pokemon game comes out, and then Smash came out, so I got one. Yeah, bro, and. Uh, you mentioned you know wanting to go back and play Sun and Moon again. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm gonna play Ultra Sun soon. It's in the it's in the moderate tier to do list for sure. Yeah, and and it's funny that my my girl can speak on Ultra Moon better than I can speak on the Ultra games because, uh, obviously I you know I got a later on I'd get a Switch, but at the time I'm Pokemon Pokemon 3ds you know all in, mm-hmm. and um. So when Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon come out, I had done so much, completed the deck, sat on the GTS, which is something I wanted to bring up. The GTS on Sun and Moon was the peak of that function. I agree. It it, it, uh, it was amazing, bro. It was like it was like the auction house on WoW, but it was just real life Pokemon trades. Mm-hmm. I did I did so much Wonder Trade. Me in, too, dude. And I got some incredible in X and things. Y, yeah, in X and Y and Omega Ruby and in Sun and Moon, I did it in all those games. If I would have gotten to uh, exposed to the GTS function as heavily beforehand, I know it would have been the same as with Sun and Moon. But I feel like on Sun mm-hmm. and Moon, I really, really was into the GTS, bro. I used to love Wonder Trade, man. I would just go catch so much stuff and just dump it into Wonder Trade. And I feel like that's where most of my current, um, or maybe not most, but a lot of my current uh, sword team that I love um, came from wonder trades in those games. Because people would, people would breed, you know, and they'd have one or two EVs wrong, and uh, they or IVs, excuse me, and uh, they would dump them on wonder trade, but. Little did they know now in Sword and Shield you can completely like work through that and perfect any IV that you want. So yeah, it just turned into like a big a big boom for me. Yep, like one person's uh, you know like breeding. One person's experiment. trash. I mean, you can say it. One person's trash is another man's treasure. Absolutely. Man, people are mass breeding these eggs. Yeah, and then dumping them when they're not breeding right. But fodder turns into you know like 
a big plus for us. The best, the best Pokemon on my team on Sword is Sylveon, and that's where that came from. No shit. Yep. That's what's up, bro. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, the I didn't play. I played till just about the end game of Ultra Sun. Whenever we got Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, mm-hmm. and but my girl continued to play it, and she. I asked her, you know, what she thought of like the comparison rolling right off the first one. If it was drastically different, you know. And um, mm-hmm. she said that she said that it's great. She said that you know they they did improve, even though we both loved the first ones. She said they improved it even more, uh, story that's awesome. wise. And you know, like yeah. I, that's what I was wondering about. Really, was the story addition, the changes. You know, it and the big thing was the ultra wormholes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, really, that's, that's the, the big draw. That's what keeps you coming back. Absolutely, uh, because you can encounter any legendary ever. In wormholes, and I think I think the whole Ultra Beast thing was pretty cool. Like that introduction to that. Yeah. Uh, if they're gonna go in a different direction with a different type of Pokemon, Dimensions is a good way to go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that I think that went over well, and I think they're amazing games, bro. Yeah, man. But we got to talk about Sword and Shield. We do, and uh, and we have. This is, uh, and there's a lot to say. It's funny to say this is the biggest one, but I really do think it is just because of the, just the idea of us getting a main series Pokemon game on Switch was so exciting. I know it was so exciting, and then we saw the gameplay, and it looked amazing. They told us there was no national decks, and we were extremely disappointed by that which i still am and you know i haven't gotten over that i i do i do still think there needs to be a national dex in pokemon i don't think they should have taken that away but be that as it may the gameplay of sword and shield was great the main story was really easy but they added enough to it that that was okay you know what i mean absolutely that's my opinion and with the DLC, that just pushed it over the top, especially the the second one. Like, I I really need to finish that shit, man. Like, we when it came out, we were grinding the uh, the raids, and then we never. I didn't really do much else besides that. I just got two Reggies to catch, man. Yeah, I I, I, I man, we should do some more raids. That shit is fun. We should, man. We didn't revisit it since we uh, put it down, but you're right. That is, that is that is just top tier fun right there. It really is, bro. That that's the type of online Pokemon experience you want. Uh, you know, even as far as like friend lists go, that's just a yeah, feature definitely. you want, man. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, it, it, they did it. They implemented it very well, and it's a it's it's like a fun mini game, basically. Like, not basically. That's what it is. It's basically a mini game because yeah, it's a mini I raid. really enjoy. I enjoy the aspect of the rental Pokemon. I do quite too. A bit. I do too, bro. I, I like that. And then replacing them with the Pokemon that you catch along the way. It reminds like, me of when you have to pick from the pool on Stadium. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like, and that's why I said rental because that's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I've always thought that that was a fun, a fun mechanic, and in all the like online battle simulators like Net Battle and you know man, Showdown. You, you know I never now, thought about that, man. They really did take that straight from Stadium, huh? Yeah, yeah. That well, they they 
you know, have like a challenge cup feature where it's yeah, like you I, play with randomized teams. I played that heavy, dude. I don't know about you. I still do. Me and my boys will still uh, get on there and, and do some random battles on Showdown. We should do it sometime, man. It's really yeah, fun. I re- like, I love being restricted to having to select from a predetermined pool. I like that concept. And we'll switch up the generation, too. We might do a Sword and Shield and then a Gen 7 and then a Gen 4. They have movesets for everything on there, like, That's what's which up. is really, really cool. That's Showdown, you said? Yeah, Pokemon Showdown. And you can play it in a browser, too. You can download it or just play it in the browser. Oh, we're going to have to talk more about that when we get off of here. You got to put me on this. Yeah, dude. We can, and it's it's a quick little fun thing we can do. All right. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, do, some, we'll do some raids and we'll do some showdown. Yeah. And we'll... But, uh, Sword and Shield, bro, it, it was an emotional roller coaster. Definitely. For us and for the world. But I got to say, coming out of the other end of it, I... I'm very appreciative of Pokemon Shield and the time I've had with it. Definitely. I agree. And it's also a game that doesn't... It it, it has that like factor to where you can see yourself picking it back up and playing it anytime. Almost like mm-hmm. a little bit more than even the retro ones. To some degree, yeah. Because it's an ongoing... You feel like your progress that you're making is... Good, hopefully going to be counted to some degree in the, in the games that come out in the future. Yeah, it's still the most, like, still the most current, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of ups and downs on the internet and everything, man, but I feel like we just stayed completely clear of that. And we as, have, we, as we always do. Yes, and we have thoroughly enjoyed the game. Absolutely. Um, I still think that it has one of the most banging soundtracks. Obviously, we talked about Winden, but yes. just in general, the soundtrack of, of Gen 8 is incredibly good. They did an amazing job with the music. The The graphics are fine. I think, they're fine. Yeah, I think they're fine, man. That's exactly... I, I really didn't expect anything more than that. And, and like... I feel like you have to be, it's a Pokemon game. You have to be realistic about the graphics. It's not supposed to be cutting edge. Exactly. And and, and there that's, is a cartoonish aspect to it. Yeah, and, and we're gonna we're gonna be steady defenders of the visual style of the Diamond and Pearl remakes. That's correct. Yeah, I feel like we're already gonna be on the back foot on that one, but uh I really don't care. Uh, I'm enjoying that. Of course you- Because I played Diamond Heavy and I I I love the visual aspect of it, and I like that they stayed true to that in the remakes, to be honest. But Pokemon we have a lot. is up there uh, with Animal Crossing Wild World on most played DS games. Oh, for me, definitely, yeah. I think that goes without saying, man. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> well, I don't think we need to talk about Snap. Other than the fact that it's it's incredible, I, I have talking about these main series games. It doesn't even feel like it's necessary to talk about anything else because that's the perfect place to end it. Because we are approximately six months out from the Diamond and Pearl remakes, dude. We are, dude, and and it's something that crosses my mind very frequently. Me too. I'm be honest Me with too. you. I'm I'm very hyped for it. The more like. They demoed it at the same time as Pokemon Legends Arceus, and a lot of the conversation immediately went to that game. 
um, which deservedly so. It looks incredibly cool, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that. Yep. But that's not a main series game. Diamond, like Shining Diamond, Brilliant Pearl. That's gonna. That's. I mean, that's Gen 8's remakes. You know what I'm saying? It's. 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 It's canon. Like it happens. Yeah, like you were talking about earlier, man. You know, like it's it's the Omega Ruby to the Pokemon Y. You know. Now here's what I'm hoping. I can't remember if we talked about this off the cast or on. Here's what I'm hoping they do in the best case scenario, and I think they might. I'm hoping when they release Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl, and I, this is the last thing I'll say on the subject, they give us an update for Sword and Shield that brings the national decks into the game. And then Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl have the national decks full too. That's the dream. That's the dream. Or don't update Sword and Shield. I, th- I think it would be weird to have one game without it like ever but i really think they need to bring it back in future titles whether they update sword and shield or not i don't think it's i just don't i just don't like it i hope that's i hope that's fair it brings up a lot of questions and uh i feel like i don't have a lot of input on answers no we don't we can only just give we can only spend the money on what they give us and say thank you can I have some more? Like, unfortunately, because it's Pokemon. Yeah. And you know something? I just remembered. I definitely do have Pokemon X because Xerneas is on the cover. Yeah. Just remembered that. And Xerneas <laughs> is awesome. But man, mo- but yeah, man, modern Pokemon, you know, uh, the, I think we covered ground pretty good. I know. I'm looking at my uh, my recording track here and it's like solid i feel like i've been talking non-stop about this but that's just what pokemon does to me bro this is your territory <laughs> where i mean where else do you get to do this type of thing that's exactly right but i'm looking forward to what's on the horizon with pokemon i'm looking forward to what's on the horizon for our next topic same <laughs> because this one is honestly man this is a special one it really I is. I feel like I'm really stoked for this one, and I'm always stoked, but this is a there's something special about this one. All right, man, let's get into it. Top five most memorable supporting characters. These lists could go in any direction, but I can't wait to see what direction yours goes. We always say this, but this is the is as strong an example as ever. Everything but number one, and even number one for me, like my whole list could be in any order. Yeah. I'm going to just say that. I did put an order to it. I did put an order to it, but I could easily reverse the order and it would be the same to me. Yeah. Uh, But we have a, we we, we sometimes do a, a shared honorable mention. On this one, we wanted to do something like that but we picked two different characters from the same game that just speaks to us and that's resident evil 4 that is correct and uh my character being lewis sarah <laughs> lewis lewis is like he's such a cool character he's it's funny because you think about him dying 
in the way that he does. And that's it's tragic, but also kind of funny, especially when we were younger. Um, Impaled. Yeah, but the scene I always think about with him in the cabin, that's like prime Lewis territory. Absolutely. And that's that's when you really get a feel for the character and what he's like. The first scene with him, he's all sort of debonair and like he runs away and everything. But then when you meet up with him in the cabin and you get to go through the fight with him, that's that shit, man. I don't know. I, totally I really agree. like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the the big key word here is memorable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lewis is memorable. Because I <laughs> feel is. like some of the most sacred moments of that game and some of the, you know the, some of the lines and just some of the moments <laughs> to us involve Lewis. I know. He's a meme but in a good way. Absolutely. <laughs> but dude, My- <laughs> what is yours? It's the merchant. It's the merchant, man. It had to be. I got it wrong twice, and it was the merchant, bro. Dude, the merchant is iconic. Absolutely. Like, I feel like if if anybody knows one thing from RE4, it's the merchant. It's funny that I didn't think of him as a supporting character, but he's literal support. I think it, yeah, I think he definitely counts. I don't have any other merchants or anything like that on my list, but for this one... It just feels like he's he's part of your team somehow. Somehow like, he definitely is, bro. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we <laughs> actually do get things like excellent dialogue from him. Yeah. He's not and, he's not a hollow <laughs> empty, you know, store base hub, you know, like but he's very memorable. Oh, he is the <laughs> definition of memorable. So he's he's right at home on this list, bro. Yeah, definitely. There's not too much to say. I love the merchant. I love his accent. I love everything he says. I I know every single one of his lines in the game. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's hear your number five, dude. Okay, bro. My number five. I'm just gonna start straight off with is Kazooie. Mm. From ba- that's interesting. From Banjo and Kazooie. Is I? It's so weird to try and define what a supporting character is. Cause I would have thought of Kazooie as being like a main character. Well, but in a way you're not really controlling Kazooie and he is your support. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Precisely. It makes sense. So th- this is the only one where it's questionable whether it's part of the same entity because the game is called Banjo and Kazooie. Right. No, I, I think it's completely fair though. A big reason for putting Kazooie on this list is Think about the fact that even though Banjo is who you are really controlling and, and, you know, Kazooie is kind of like part of abilities that you perform with Banjo. Mm -hmm. Banjo has no voice. Kazooie is the voice. For the most part. Yeah, that's true. Other than (laughs) Yaha. Yep. And Kazooie has got some serious attitude. And that's exactly what got him on this list, to be honest with you. That's fair enough. Kazooie is so sassy and so sarcastic at all times. Yeah. And it really speaks to how great the dialogue in the Banjo-Kazooie games were. Like, you know, not only were they they doing great things with, like, visuals and gameplay in general, like, literally keeping 3D platformers as relevant Mm. as they could be. But the the dialogue was so witty. And like I said, the the sass on Kazooie had to put Kazooie on this list. 
That's rare, man. That's the golden age of rare. No question. Like, I mean, uh, it's so dialogue. funny. Anything from shooters to 3D platformers with witty dialogue, they got it covered. I feel like maybe the only exception might be DK64. The dialogue in that game is not anything special. But, but Donkey Kong isn't something we play for dialogue. No, it's not. And, and I think that's a testament to the game being mechanically good. Absolutely. My number five, dude, is an obvious one. And if it's overlap, I'm sorry, but it's Navi from the Legend of Zelda franchise. You know what is so funny, bro? My mind went to Zelda whenever I was thinking about it. And I cannot in all goodness put Navi on my list. No. Why? Too annoying? Too annoying. See, that's the reason why it's on my list. Why she's on my list. Because she's memorable. (laughs) That is such an amazing point i can hear hey listen in my sleep anyone can (laughs) and i do like navi she is annoying at times but like it's worth it because she does feel like your companion and she does feel helpful you know yeah and i i am a little touched by you picking it um (laughs) Uh, it kind of warms my heart because you know i'm not hating on any mechanic of the game where you know when i say navi's annoying it's you know it's core game it's core gameplay i mean like uh yeah no i i totally understand perfect guide for like say kids are playing you know we were kids when we were playing and navi was really feeding us the intel like really giving us the insight it's what keeps the game on track the beginning of the beginning of ocarina of time especially can be a little confusing at times to be honest with oh, you yeah if and, you don't know what to do and i would even say there's instances with majora's mask where you really need to like you know you really need to know where you're going and what you're doing a little better and get that little hint absolutely but, and they just they just put everything into that one package of navi yep I think that's a great pick, man. It's one I wouldn't have put on the list, but I can still feel something for you putting it there. Yeah, man. Tell me your next one. <sighs> okay, bro. My next one is going to be Waka from Final Fantasy X. Ooh. I thought about putting a Final Fantasy character on my list. I was thinking either Eris or Yuna, but... Excellent didn't, picks. Didn't, didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Yeah, and my mind went that direction also. Um, but you know, when you talk about memorable, bro, Waka, <laughs> Waka's timeless. <laughs> Waka is timeless. That's really funny. For the same, like, for me, it's almost the same as like Navi. Like Waka is cool, but he is a little annoying at times to me. But that's what that's part of what makes him so memorable is how goofy he is yeah he he's he's so goofy but at the same time he's somebody that makes you so that you feel so good about having on your side absolutely you know he's very good in the game that definitely helps absolutely uh but it, it also it also helps in the memorable department because i think that the interaction between waka and titus is you know it's it's pretty interesting memorable. Yeah, very interesting. It's just funny that like Titus shows up looking so strange, you know, out of absolute nowhere and Waka's so welcoming. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, sports brings everyone together. Uh, maybe that maybe that's it, dude. <laughs> 
But that's a good pick, man. I like that. An excellent blitzer for an excellent list, bro. That's right. What you got? My next, next one. My next one, number four, is going to be Isun from Okami. Oh man, that's yeah. That is the quintessential what we're talking about. Memorable character, funny, witty dialogue, and helpful in the game. Dude, yes. Like, you couldn't be more spot on with that. Uh, My brain uh, didn't make its way to Okami, but Okami in itself is so memorable. You know I love Okami, dude. But Isun Isun is the same as Navi. Like, it's what keeps the game on rails a little bit. Isun is the same as Kazooie, even. Kazooie. Yeah, absolutely. Because your character does has no voice. Yep. So Isun is the one who's doing all the heavy lifting from a dialogue and standpoint. And has got some serious attitude. Absolutely. Man, what an excellent pick. Uh, Okami is Thanks, a game man. I love as well. It's yeah. so funny. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't put one on the list, but thinking back, man, there's so many supporting characters you could put from paper Mario, the origami King. Definitely. Uh, Paper Mario in general. But that's a game that's really been in the back of my brain bubbling recently, dude, is Mm -hmm. Origami King. Yeah. Really, there's a lot going on with gaming right now, but at some point... I just wish the combat wasn't so repetitive. The combat's a bit repetitive, man, but... Uh, the story is good. The story though. is the, so the, the good. graphics are great. Yeah, and, and and there's a lot of switch up to the gameplay that keeps it keeps it rolling. It keeps it fresh. Just imagine Origami King, but with Superstar Saga combat. I wouldn't be able to handle it. That that would be one of my favorite games of all time, hands down. But that's what it is. That's what the old Paper Mario games are. Absolutely. So and I'd love I to own a physical copy, but the prices are unbelievable. Yeah, even on GameCube, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Thousand Door is also uh, an unreasonable It's price. because those games are timeless classics, and they do not age yeah. somehow. Like, I, I think it's the animation style. Like, Paper Mario, the original one, looks as good as any, maybe better than any Nintendo 64 game, like, by today's standards. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? But uh, we love Paper Mario, we love Okami, and we love Asun. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's hear your next one, bro. <sighs> man, this is a this is a big one. As you knock them off, man, it starts to get. I know. Uh, okay, dude. It's actually Bowser from Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. I was wondering which RPG character you would have. I knew you would have someone. When you talk about memorable, the game is full of memorable characters. Gino and Mallow. My my mind first goes to Mallow. That's what I thought. And I was like, you know, Mallow's been on some lists. But then my mind went to an even better choice, and that's Bowser. Mm -hmm. We, at this point, had not had any experience with having Bowser on our side. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now he's on your team. You share a common goal. Like the the princess is kidnapped by an outside entity. Bowser's pissed about that. And he's like, you know what? Things need to go back to us fighting. So we need to save her together. Dude, I really hope we get a big Mario RPG announcement for the Switch. We've talked about it before. There's rumors that there's a sequel in development as well as the original coming to the switch online eventually nothing would please me more 
That would be so insane because I've never got to play the I've never got to play the game. So if it was available on the the SNES online, that would be my first chance, and I really would like to. And I really do see uh, you're a busy man as we both are. But if you if they put it on there and you started into it and got, I really think that being someone who loves Superstar Saga as much as you you do mm, and did, I do. I really think that you're going to hold this game in the same regard I do as one of the greats of all time, bro. But I know the dynamic I, 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 Bowser. Once again, Mario has no voice. It's so funny to think that the main character in a lot of these selections don't say a thing. That's kind of interesting. Because I, yeah. I didn't think about that at all, but it just seems like we're, we're noticing that as a trend here. Yeah. I mean, Link with Navi, same thing. And Amaterasu. Yeah. But um, that's so interesting uh, now that that's getting put into perspective, you know. But yeah, basically, man, the dialogue is also amazing because Bowser is obviously not fond of you as Mario. Right. He's pissed about the situation. <laughs> uh, so it makes for some excellent dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and it's everything you want in a Mario game, really. It's so cool. You know, anytime we get to play as what used to be the enemy, that's something that they really get us with. I agree. That's always a fun mechanic. Yep. So, I mean, that had to happen, bro. And it did. Yeah, man. So what you that's got a good next pit. for us? My number three is Otacon from the Metal Gear Solid series. Now, this is not the same in the case where your main character doesn't have a voice, because obviously Solid Snake has a, a great voice, or any snake. Uh, but Otacon is the, the character that you call to sort of keep you locked in as well as he's explaining game mechanics. He's keeping you on track. He is like offering just funny dialogue. And I, I, he's a very relatable character in a game franchise where it's really hard to relate to a lot of the characters. (laughs) Um, so in that way, like I, I, he had to make my list because he almost is the face of the franchise to the degree that Snake is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, big love for Otacon. He can be a little cringy at times, but that's the point. He's supposed to be an otaku, like a cringy nerd, like anime boy. And, and you know, I, I love him. I think he's great. <laughs> What would a Tyler top five be without a Metal Gear Solid entry? I know. I know. It has to happen, dude. That's where my mind is always at. I feel like every time we do one, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what his MGS pick's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those deep-rooted things. It's like a Square Enix thing, a rare thing. It's a, it's deep. It's a deep-rooted, deep-ingrained thing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it ain't coming up anytime soon. No. No, unfortunately, the 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 franchise is pretty much dead at this point, but we can always relish in what what has been in the past. No question, my brother. Go ahead with your number three, my friend, or your number two. That's right. Oh, Uh, shit, (laughs) dude. This one. There isn't a whole lot of intellect behind a lot of logic behind. This is 
a fan thing. It's Diddy okay. Kong. All right. I, I had a feeling this was going to be on your list. Did you? I did. I'm glad. When it comes to memorable, sometimes it's memorable for comical reasons, sometimes memorable for touching reasons. Diddy Kong and anything he's been as a supporting character to Donkey Kong has always been a character that I gravitate to. Absolutely. I love Diddy Kong. It, that is just a selfish pick for this list. I feel like his style meshes so well with like what you're what you're about. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. He's kind of just like a happy-go-lucky like he's got his ball cap on, you know what I'm saying? Like he's I don't know. I'm into that. I I'm into it too, bro. And you know did he's it. got his shirt with a star on it. I mean, what do you want? I know, bro. And I love, love, love. You know, I always go back to playing my Diddy on Ultimate. Mm -hmm. I love playing Diddy on Ultimate. Man, man, that's something we're due for as well. We are. And and now that we're talking about it, next time we get on, I'm going straight in with Diddy. We haven't switched up from Pyramith or Pyramithra in a long time. I'm going to get that sword straight to the end. But you know what, dude? <laughs> uh, it's all good. I feel like playing some Diddy. But no, I mean... It, it just it just has to happen. Like this is the selfish pick of the list. It's just Diddy Kong. I mean, because when you think of supporting characters, you think of like sidekicks, and he's totally Donkey Kong sidekick. Absolutely, I think it's a perfect. Pick. And I feel like anytime, if I have the option to play Diddy Kong, which in most mo uh, modern Mario experiences, you know, like kart and tennis and all that, you got oh, you yeah. have the option. So if the options yeah. there, uh, you can almost guarantee I'm playing Diddy. <sighs> Dude, why'd you have to say Mario Tennis, too? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the stuff that I want to play. Oh, man, yeah. Because, we, yeah, we've been discussing getting back on that. We didn't get to play yeah. too much of that. I love tennis so much. Absolutely, dude. But Diddy Kong, number two reigning champion, bro. That's awesome, dude. My number two is a given. And if I sniped your number one, I'm sorry. I don't oh, think that I did. I promise you, at this point, you did not snipe my number one. Okay. Well, my number two is a given. It's Isabel from Animal Crossing. Timeless, dude. Timeless, timeless character. Where would my brain Gets better be with without every yours? iteration. <laughs> Say what? Where would my brain be without yours, bro? You bring this shit to the table that completes <laughs> the other half. Yeah, it's absolutely. truly, man. This list is like a like a, a almost like a definitive list from Nintendo perspective at this between mine and yours. Yeah, like this is highly sophisticated. Yeah, but Isabel, man, I mean, there's not too much to say. She is the the brightest spot in a happy game. No question. And, and you know, dude, I have got to say while the thought's here, you once told me something since New Horizons came out. Okay. And every time I get on and we get the Isabel's news for the day, mm -hmm. I think about something you told me every time I get on the okay. game. What is that? And there was one day where you were like, you know, you were like, when, we, when you get on, she says that there's no news for the day but then she told me that you know uh that she had caught like a, a tv program she really liked or, or found like found like her sock behind the the washing mm -hmm. machine you were like to me that is news like that's like i'm interested in hearing that 
Yeah. <laughs> and every time I get on, I think about when you said that because, yeah, like her saying like, oh, I caught this detective program on TV last night. I guess detective programs make me sleepy or whatever, you know? And I'm like, yeah. no, but you do have news because like I'm interested in hearing that, that you yeah. did that yesterday, you know? Uh-huh. 100% man. She's an awesome character. She really is. And the, the, I'm glad that she's as central to the plot of New Horizons as she is. Absolutely. And I'm also so glad to see her in things like Smash. Smash. Yeah, absolutely. She well deserved spot even though she is kind of like a meme character in, in Smash. Kart too, right? I mean, is she? I'm pretty sure. At some point surely oh man uh she's a great character no question dude she she has gone from just a fringe thing you know from early animal crossing games to being like a a real nintendo mainstay yeah dude like i remember when we had pelly and phyllis yep yep absolutely and And the two dogs yeah the two dogs that guard the gate that to leave or whatever yep i had to explain that to my girl like i was like oh man you don't even know about uh about pelly and phyllis yep like they had the the day worker and the night shift worker Mm -hmm. man it's amazing Mm -hmm. yep but isabel takes that concept and and just like cranks it up yes and you know what While while we're talking about it bring back my boy brewster man Brewster, man, the coffee shop was awesome. Give me my coffee shop bag, man. That's all New Horizons needs. Absolutely. Put it in the museum, please. Yep. I think that's the perfect place for it. (laughs) I I don't know why they don't have that. There was so many cool shops and stuff in New Leaf as well that they just don't have anymore. Yeah, now now Kix and Leaf are uh, setting up shop on the street. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. They kind of did them dirty, but I guess they got to come to the island somehow and that's okay. Do business, you know. Yeah, but yeah, dude. But yeah, man. What's your number one, dude? My number one, bro. I mean, it, it could be out of left field or it could be expected, but it's six from Little Nightmares too. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, there's pretty obvious reason for it if you're a fan. Uh, <laughs> the main character. Real fans rise up. That's right. Uh, Little Nightmares fans, I'm here for you. <laughs> but you play as Mono in Little Nightmares 2, and suddenly the character you played as in the first game becomes your supporting character throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And when I say supporting, I mean the AI that travels with you and helps you right. do what you need to do. Yeah. Which is l- probably the most definitive version of a supporting character you can think of. Absolutely, yeah. In this case, though, interestingly enough, there being a lack of dialogue on both sides. Yep. Uh, But the fan of Little Nightmares as I am of the whole universe, this is a clear number one for me. Mm -hmm. Because Little Nightmares itself is something that is the definition of memorable to me. Yeah. It's something I won't forget. Um and just the fact that, you know, it's funny we started making this list and then I had my little resurgence, uh, which now I'm going to get back on to, no question, uh, and run it again. It, it speaks a lot to these games. You can just run them over and over. It reminds me of RE4 mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Uh, the luster never goes anywhere. But just to have Six as a supporting character and just the the place that the game goes with that connection mm-hmm. between mono and six 
all creates for things I'm not going to spoil, but are just so memorable that it has to yeah. be the top of my list. Nice. That's dude. just the only way to put it, man. But uh, your number one, is it obvious or is it really out well, there? Well, I told you it was it was a Mario pick that you wouldn't expect. That's right. You did say it was a Mario pick. Uh, so there's a lot of great Mario secondary characters. No question. But there's one character that gets almost no love that is a central plot device in multiple different Mario games and franchises. Can you guess it? One guess. You don't have to. It's if you not don't obvious, to. though, is it? I don't know. When I say it, you're going to be like, that makes so much sense. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I thought you were going to come out the gate swinging with Cappy. Nope. Nope. Nothing but, to do with Cappy. Cappy's obviously only on one entry. Nothing to do with Odyssey either. Yep. No, dude. Throw, my, throw it at my me. pick. My pick is Professor Egad. Professor Egad. Yep. The creator of the Flood, the creator of the... What's the Scream Vacuum's official name? Or the, the vacuum from Luigi's Mansion? Oh, shit, man. You put me on the spot like oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man, well, the, the creator poltergust, of that, right? The poltergust, that's right. And he has a big role in Superstar Saga. Superstar Saga and Luigi's Mansion being... Uh, and Sunshine, man, but... Uh, crazy. Because there's right? much mention in Sunshine of him. And yep, and he's he's very important in Luigi's Mansion 3. He's very important in Luigi's Mansion, period. I know you haven't played the old games, but yeah. Right. He is the reason for these games even being a thing. Yeah, but for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I feel like the character gets no love. So this is me showing my love for Egad. That really hits home with me, dude, because Egad does deserve some love, even though there's a lot of theory that he is a bad guy. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't feel that at all. There's, uh, I've watched some videos on it, and uh, there's some slightly sound reasoning to some of it. No question. I think that he is his own man. I don't know if he's good or bad. He's just kind of like totally I, I doing can his own that. thing. Dude, I'm so glad you gave Egad love because he <laughs> is, is such an integral part of so many of our favorite experiences with Mario and with Luigi. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't get love. I mean, you're right. Uh, you, you know, you'd have you'd be hard to find uh, a Professor Egad shirt. Yeah, he would. But why? But he's a main character or a side character in a lot of these games. And, and you want to talk about support. Nothing's, uh, nothing's given support like giving Luigi his ghost vacuum. Yep, or giving Mario the flood, dude. Yep. Even though he didn't strictly give it to him, it's clearly like it's canon that he created He kind of also gave Bowser Jr. the paintbrush, which contributes That's to right. what I was saying earlier. Mm, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But regardless, I think he's I think he's great. I think he's great too. He's e great. <laughs> what a man. So that's it, dude. That's the list. I think that list was about as exciting as I expected, bro. And uh I know. It was really good. Oh man. 
I'm looking forward to many more because uh, ones like this get you going, bro. Yep. But let's get these people at three shop. Yeah, man. It's time. Uh, I'm going to open it up with the one that was for you. I don't know if you hit purchase yet. Uh, I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, absolutely. The Amnesia Collection. Yep. I said I was going to buy this the last time I was on the three shop and I didn't. So I made sure that when you told me it was on sale again, I went ahead and just knocked it out. I had, I'm very interested yep, to play because this. I actually did pull the trigger on it um, when it was on sale last time. Mm-hmm. And I know you. I feel like it may have been about two episodes ago. Yeah, at this something point. like that. Yeah. And I think yeah. it was like $5.99. I dove on that. But yeah. since it went on sale from 30 bucks to 9 bucks. Yep, I I had to put it on here, especially to bring up to you because I knew you were interested. You you were kind of upset yeah, you didn't catch I, that. I know. Well, I'm glad I got it now. Yep. Uh, a game I've talked about before is on a pretty good sale. Merchant of the Skies. How long was uh How long was Amnesia on sale for? Oh, that's right till the nineteenth, my brother. Nice, nice. Uh, Merchant of the Skies. I brought this up to you before. I couldn't recommend mm-hmm. this game more highly yeah it's the uh it's the merchant sim we talked about you know mm-hmm. yeah it's a pretty reasonable price right absolutely man we're talking from 15 bucks to 9.89 yeah that's that's Until the 20th I, mean, I feel like 10 bucks or less is almost like a no-brainer if if you're gonna get any enjoyment out of a game you yeah, know what I yeah mean? like if a game is highly recommended and we're talking under 10 bucks and th- that's like a uh, I'm happy to pull the trigger. And, and this game is highly recommended by me. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I I don't know if it's on Steam or not, but I would definitely pick that up on Steam as well. Yeah, uh, it, I, I think it's good enough to own on two platforms. But yeah, good little sale on that. Uh, I think the 15s even reasonable for the game personally. But yeah. And then uh, one we talked about earlier, man, the Bioshock collection when you want to talk about big sales big sales 49.99 to 19.99 till the 16th for the BioShock collection i feel like if you don't own these games somewhere this is going to be as good as you're going to find price wise unless it's on some crazy steam summer sale like yeah this is one of those prices like i talk about that is like a steam summer sale lowest it gets price yep um but yeah, man, like I said earlier, something like this, especially on the on the Switch, is tempting because I love the first Bioshock. I think it's a masterpiece, and I didn't play any games to the full after that one. Right. But hey, this is good incentive to go back and do something like that. Yeah. I have a few friends that swear by Infinite and say it's also a masterpiece. I've heard amazing things about Infinite as well. Yeah. But yeah, man. <sighs> There's your three wow. shot. What an episode. As usual, bro. What a uh It's a lot to go through, but I love doing it. Talking about Pokemon just gets the dopamine going. Always, bro. In the <laughs> hype for uh for our Diamond and Pearl remakes, because I can't believe I, I get to say that we're actually getting them for sure. I know. But we and, are. and we speculated on that. That's another thing we talked about this off the podcast. There's certain things that now the podcast has been around long enough to where we speculate on things and then they happen or don't happen. Like, yeah, like we got the glove report coming. Yep. And <laughs> there's been a, there's been quite a few things. Yep. 
a Mario sports title coming out, you know, around this time is something we were kind of looking for, which it's not going to be too long before we have, uh, have the new Mario golf game to talk about, about probably like three or four more episodes from now. Yeah, man, that, (laughs) that's something I'm looking forward to highly. And, uh, you also said is, uh, the hype. Yeah, I already pre-ordered the physical one, so we'll, we should... We'll be uh, golfing before you know it, man. We'll be golfing way before you know it. I'm going to have to play some golf story now, like, between now and then to to whet my whistle. That's another game you can always land on, man, golf story. If you can't Absolutely. pick something to play, just hit golf story. That's right. But what an episode, but I think that's man. Gonna take us, I think it's going to take us to the end, bro. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, you can reach out to us at starroadpodcast at gmail.com. And Sterling, we'll see. We'll see these people next time. We might not see them, but they'll definitely hear us. And we love you That's all. That's right. Thank you for listening That's to right. episode eighteen of the Star Road Podcast. Take it easy, everybody. Peace. <laughs>